Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, a show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. All right, thank you so much for joining me on the Mission Driven Podcast with AC Cristales. Today, I have the special honor of having Lauren Gladue as my guest. She's a administrator, assistant principal out in the Chicago area. And I'm excited to have her. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just cooped up like everybody else seems to be right now at the time because of, you know, what's going on with the COVID-19 coronavirus. How's it going out there? Things going pretty good. Um, we're under some restrictions here in Illinois as well. Um, but we're able as a, administrators to still get to the building as needed to help out some kids that may need electronic devices so they can do e-learning from home and stay connected. All right, very good. And you know what today was supposed to be, right? Oh, opening day. Opening day, opening day. Yep. So, Major League Baseball. <laughs> I was just thinking about that when I saw some posts on my feed about, you know, today being opening day. And last year, you know, at this time, you know, the Cubs were actually playing the Rangers here in, in Texas. So, I, I, you know, I was there last year. But it's just it's just crazy how the world just seems to have just, you know, um, just flip, you know, in the past past month. But we're going to get through it. And Again, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. I know there's some things that you want to share that I know will be beneficial to people who tune in on, on the podcast. I have a lot of educators who listen to this and not only educators, but also parents and also students. So um, I'm, I know that the information that you're going to be able to provide just by sharing your story is going to be beneficial to them and it's going to be um, impactful as well. So let's just go ahead and get started. Once you start just by giving the listeners a little bit of information about you know just your family your education and your career background and how you got to where you're at right now so i've been in education for about 15 years um i started off i was born and raised in uh, chicago illinois um in a south suburb of chicago and um i graduated from university of illinois at chicago started teaching out in mount prospect illinois fifth grade taught for a few years out there and then decided I wanted to move up a little bit, go to middle school. So I um, decided to relocate to Dallas, Texas area, came down there and taught in Plano Independent School District, sixth grade, uh, seventh grade, coached a little volleyball and track, uh, then went over to Garland ISD and did uh, taught middle school English there, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And then I had my opportunity to get into administration a few years back, probably about four years now. Um, so I started off in high school and did a little middle school administration as well. And now I'm back in Illinois this past year, just moved back in July to be close to my family, um, see what I can do to help out as my parents get a little older. Um, so now I'm here as an administrator in uh, Thornton Fractional 215 School District, which is a south suburb um, of Illinois. Okay. So you went back to back to Chicago, right? You had to, man, you know, I mean, Chicago, Dallas, you know, no, no comparison, you know, Chicago <laughs> <laughs> definitely a great city for sure. But I do miss that weather. You do. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you do miss that weather out here. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do right now. You know, one of the things with this podcast, the reason why I started it is to just, you know, encourage people to always know that their, their life has a mission, you know, their life has a purpose. So everybody who's placed on this earth, I truly, truly, truly believe as cliche as it may sound, they have a purpose, they have a mission. So what's your life's mission and how does it align to the work that you do now as a school administrator? Well, I definitely would agree with you there. Um, I feel like since I've been in education, 
Um, I've really connected with kids on um, a social and emotional level. And that's kind of been something that has been my passion for a long time. So fortunately, um, I had a lot of um, good connections when I was in the Dallas area and got to have the experience of being in middle school and high school. Mm. And then the elementary experience I had in Illinois prior to moving to Dallas. So it's really helped me look at the whole child and kind of see their development, you know, from early on through high school. Um, And really what I think it is, is that um, learning how to build relationships with kids, um, learning how to keep them connected to something, you know, whether it be a particular educational aspect they're interested in or an um, sports aspect or um, a social aspect of school in itself. Um, that's really been something I've been invested in. So last year when I was still in Garland, um, I had the opportunity of working at uh, Coyle Middle School and uh, South Garland High School. And there I was able to work with uh, the Freshman Academy at South Garland and uh, implement uh, PBIS practices mm-hmm. at Coyle. And that was like our first year of doing that. So I was able to really get in on the ground floor of seeing what it took to kind of positively motivate students and um, connect them to the school in a way that was, you know, encouraging and not so punitive um, with always giving them consequences for every decision they made, you know, really teaching them how to learn from their their decisions that they make and how to grow from them um, and to build more positive relationships and restore relationships that maybe they had damaged through poor decision making. Okay. So let me just, year, let me just, I don't, I don't mean to just cut, cut you off, but before you continue, cause you're providing a lot of good information, but PBIS for maybe someone who's listening to this and they don't know what, what that stands for. What, do, what does that stand for? Positive behavior intervention support. Okay. Very good. All right. Continue. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> no, no, you're right. We're in education, we always speak in acronyms. That's like right, man. Yeah. <laughs> we mean <laughs> secret code. Um, but so now this year with a with being able to see how um to implement the training that i received uh, in garland um this year at my new school my position is a little unique whereas um i'm the assistant principal over the dean's office so i have three deans that work under me seven deans assistants two secretaries and uh collaboratively we all work to uh, support the students and uh, control the, be- the building as far as like uh, behavior and attendance and different things like that. Okay. So I don't know if you want me to get in a little bit more. Yeah, you that. can. Yeah. I, you know, I was going to ask, also ask you, you said you worked in middle school and high school last year. So um, in terms of, because they're a different animal, you know, a lot of people think, you know, um, that they're the same, but there is a big, a big change, you know, just like when you see from going from fifth grade to sixth grade, if you're an elementary campus mm-hmm. that works that way, there's a big shift that happens. And that's one of the things that has me worried, you know, cause my daughter will be going to middle school here and actually she's in Rockwall. So she won't start till seventh grade, but I know there's that, that transition year that's, that plays the biggest, um, it's, it plays a big part, you know, just in terms of just, um, you know, development, whether social and emotional. So I'm sure you saw that from going from South Garland to Coil, correct? Correct. So one of the biggest things I saw was that the kids going from middle school into the high school, they um, really weren't prepared in a sense of they didn't understand what it meant to socialize in a bigger uh, environment with kids that come from different backgrounds. Um, 
to understand what it means to actually earn a credit that's going to be toward uh, something that would get you to graduation. Whereas in middle school, they're just, um, you know, they feel like if I just kind of do the work and, and come to school and that I'll, you know, just get promoted. But mm-hmm. in high school, they really have to learn the value of like earning that actual credit to uh, move on to the next level. Um, and as well as that, uh, they don't really understand um, good digital citizenship. Um, you know, going from elementary and middle school, it's kind of like everything's a joke and a game. Yeah. Um, and they're really, really playful. And they don't realize, you know, when, when they get to high school, the implications of having that digital device and being on social media and how you can use it for good or for evil or, you know, really um, disrupting the learning environment sometimes. So I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned um, in dealing with middle school kids and high school kids is really teaching them good digital citizenship. So how'd you do that? That's that's interesting. I like that you said that. What were some specific things that you did to to help them learn how to, how to be so, good digital citizens? So some things that I did was I worked with some teachers there that we created um, just kind of mini lessons where we would use. Um, we would start like at the freshman level and uh, with the Freshman Academy and push out lessons that had to do with like self-awareness and, you know, digital citizenship, different, just different things that would affect kids at that grade level. And um, just kind of taught them, you know, to think before they post, um, to think of questions as to how this was going, this would affect their relationship with others, how it would affect others' relationship with, you know, one another, how could it affect the academic environment, how could it affect, um, you know, the social environment in and out of school, um, and just really, and then doing some role plays with some students. Like, I know a lot of times when I had students come in, I would just kind of say, well, you know, this is a decision that you chose to make, like you just, so you chose to um, make this post about someone, you know, talking about uh, a relationship they had or whatever. Um, but let's play this out. What if the role was reversed and mm-hmm. they did this to you? How would you feel? How would that affect your family? How would it affect your friends? How would it affect others' viewpoint, you know, of you? How, how do they take to that? That's pretty good. I like um, that. You always put really, somebody else in somebody else's shoes. So that's good. They really responded well to it because I think one of the biggest things is really understanding that empathy piece mm-hmm. and, you know, how would others feel? Um, and then really playing it out. A lot of times they don't play out the whole scenario. They just um, say, well, I just posted as a joke. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then how did your joke, how did it make the other person feel or someone else that read it that may have been feeling the same way, then how did it affect them? And realize that it's a domino effect. Exactly. So really a lot of it was, a lot of my strategies with working with kids is listening and asking questions. Mm -hmm questions that really make them sometimes uncomfortable um, in a sense of, you know, they didn't, they didn't think of how that um, affected another person or, you know, oh, I really, I did this and now look at the results instead of just always, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Well, well, why, you know, how does that affect? So like this year, I have a partner um, in, in school that I'm in and we created this thing called a character education development pro- project. Mm-hmm. And basically um, in response to like here at Senate bill 100, but in Dallas, I can't remember what the law is, but about, you know, exclusionary discipline. So basically it's a project where the kids um, create a Google presentation or any kind of digital 
presentations they want to use where they have to be, really be reflective mm -hmm. on the decision they made. So a lot of times we do it with kids that have gotten to verbal conflicts, some physical altercations, but mostly it's um, minor altercations um, so that they can see how their decision, who it affected, you know, um, and how it made them look. Because a lot of times, you know, at this age, they're very concerned about their perception For sure. of how other people think about them. Exactly. And it's it's been pretty it's been doing pretty well. I mean, we've only started um, probably about three or four months ago, but a lot of parents are really receptive to it because it gives their kids an, an additional layer of kind of intervention for them to think about their decisions so that we're not just being punitive and saying, well, we're going to suspend you or you're going to go to in-school suspension type deal. Mm -hmm but just giving them that time to really reflect. And then they have to send the assignment back to us. Um, and then we respond to them via email or like a Google chat or a Google hangout, mm -hmm. you know, kind of uh, process um, through the, the presentation that okay. they created. That's good. So why, why, you know, in a, in a time, right. You know, obviously you've been in education for, for a long time in a time where it seems that it's just about test scores and just making sure that students, you know, meet certain standards on standardized tests why do you take so much time to focus on you know because you're focusing on you know their character you're focusing on empathy you're focusing on on them you know putting themselves in, in somebody else's shoes to understand that their actions you know affect them and also affect others why do you why do you spend so much time on that i'm curious because that's good because that's that's to me is one of the most important pieces about being a school leader, you know, is understanding that, yeah, you know, there are test scores and we have to get those, but man, there's, there's a part of, of kids that, that they're human as well, you know? So. So I think it's so important to me is because when I was in the classroom, I felt that it was so much value in being connected with kids and building relationships. You know, I had kids that came from all different social economic backgrounds and situations. Um, but if they knew that I cared about them, and that in turn, they cared about me, then I could get them to do anything I need them to do. For it sure. wasn't a matter of, um, you know, today we're going to work type deal. My kids work for me every day and they gave me their best every day, but they know that's because I expected it from them and I gave them my best and that I cared about their life. You know, um, there is a simple little thing I used to do when I remember when I started teaching eighth grade and I had all these boys in my classroom and I didn't know what I was going to do <laughs> with all these rambunctious little boys. Yeah. And I started um, wearing different kind of tennis shoes on Friday and we could dress down. Yeah. And the kids were just responding to that. Like, oh, Miss Gladue, I, I like those shoes. Or, oh, those are really cool. Just something like that. Jordans, right? Them. Jordans. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was all about the Jordans. <laughs> Connected with the kids. They immediately knew that, like, I was a regular person. And then all of a sudden I had all these boys undivided attention. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's just a simple, small thing like that. But... I feel like even right now, response to what's going on in the world with the COVID-19 is that, you know, sometimes I feel like we're looking at it from the wrong angle. Everybody's concerned about the kids being on e-learning and all this yeah. at-home learning. And that's great. We want to respond and make sure we're doing our job as educators to keep kids connected and learning. That's important, no doubt. However, I feel like right now, the more important question is, how are you doing today? You what are you doing to keep yourself active? What are you doing to keep your mind focused? What are you doing to stay connected to people? 
Like that's more importantly. So when I reach out to my kids, because our superintendent has challenged us to reach out to a certain amount of kids every day, make connections, which I think is great. So like I started a Google Voice account. Uh, I call my kids through Google Voice. I message them through Google Voice. And I just ask them like, hey, it's Miss Gladue. I just want to know, what are you doing today? Like, um, you know, are you are you doing any exercises? Uh, even something as silly as I've been posting TikTok videos like crazy. Yeah. Um, just And the kids have been commenting, oh, this is so cool. Thanks so much. You know, because some kids are sitting at home really, really depressed yeah. and scared yeah. and lonely. Mm-hmm. So if we don't keep that human contact with them, then we're going to lose them. They're not going to do the math, the reading, the writing, the science. It that's doesn't right. matter. Yeah, that's like second, you know, that's, that's like, doesn't even matter for them right now. It's it's them right now just wondering when is this going to end? You know, when are we going to get back to some normalcy? And it's not even kids, man. It's even adults. You know, I've had some conversation yeah. with adults and they're talking about they're feeling anxious. So one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, especially because, I mean, we can't, we cannot, you know, have a conversation right now and not talk about what's going on in the world because that's obviously affecting, you know, our decisions and, and, and what we're doing on a daily basis right now. But, you know, I think, you know, because they asked me, how, how's my daughter doing? And, I'm, and she's fine, you know, and she's fine because, you know, she has, you know, two healthy adults that are taking care of her, right? You know, mm-hmm. she, she sees her mom and, and her dad that were not out there, you know, stressful, you know, mm-hmm. or stressed out, excuse me, or anxious or whatnot. We, we know that things are going to work out. But think about some students who don't have parents who, who have that type of mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Or who parents are wondering, man, when is our next paycheck going to come in? Or we just got laid off or we're just unemployed and how are we going to pay the rent? So it's important to have healthy, you know, adults in our students' lives to teach them the things that are important right now. And not to say that math isn't important or reading isn't important. All that is important but right now. It's this this human aspect of man. I just I just want to know that things are going to be okay. So, I love that that you're doing that. I love that you said that. And I think you know because you've you've mentioned it. That's what you used to do when you were were a teacher, and that's what you're doing now as an administrator. So that that's your mission right there. Regardless of what whatever position you're in, you want to make sure that the child is taken care of. So um, absolutely. So we've been doing things in our district just like um, virtual spirit week. Mm-hmm. So we, we post on Twitter, um, you know, take up today was um, sports day. So take a picture of yourself or a video doing something active with you or your family or, you know, whatever. So like I post the video of me doing some workouts um, and I, and it's just showing the kids like we can still be connected. You know, we can still help you occupy your time. Because a lot, a lot of thing, another thing that I think is really important is creating some type of schedule. Yeah, you have to think about the kids and administrators and teachers. Yeah, we're used to living our life on a schedule. Yeah, for sure. A bell rings, we move on to the next thing. Yeah. Another bell rings, we move on to the next thing. Um, so creating that schedule, even like for me, helps. You know that I'm gonna get up at a certain time. I'm gonna eat breakfast at a certain time. I'm gonna have this amount of time where I'm gonna read something. Um in this amount of time where I'm going to connect with kids, you know, it just, it just makes sense, you know, to just keep yourself occupied. Cause we don't know how long this is going to go on, but at the same time, living day by day, um, you know, just preparing for what we can prepare for and staying connected. Fortunately, we have all this wonderful technology, you know? So, I mean, I've been zooming with some kids, um, FaceTiming, uh, WhatsApp, uh, all those different kinds of things you can use, but, the, it, the, the, the priority right now to me 
is staying connected. For sure. For sure. And so, you know, I'm kind of going to skip a question that I had asked you and I'll, I'll get back mm-hmm. to it, but and you kind of hit on this again, you, you kind of hit on this already, but let, let me just go ahead and maybe there's something else, you know, so we're in these difficult times. We're in these trying times, right? So what, what else should principals and teachers, you know, what should, what else should other folks be on, you know, on top of what you just mentioned on top of making sure that our kids are, are, are okay emotionally, what else mm-hmm. should they be focusing on? Um, well, I think all around the world or, you know, the U S that everybody is making sure that, you know, the kids are being fed because mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Um, and that you're, you're sending consistent messages. Okay. I think it's important, you know, um, we want to appear united so that keeps the kids stable and know that they're, that we're trusted adults started doing, um, at the at school I'm at right now, we always have a faculty Friday meeting when we were normally in session where we would meet and each department of the building, um, the guidance, the Dean's office, curriculum and instruction would share something that's going on in their department with the teachers and we'd have a Q and a. So what was really cool is that last Friday we did our first virtual zoom faculty Friday and we had probably 80 something teachers on there, which was awesome. Um, and we just, we just kept our routine. We just said, Hey, this is what's happening with the Dean's office. I share some updates with the teachers, um, you know, that I have been talking to my deans about and some things with kids, um, curriculum instruction share. We, you know, we're rolling out a new curriculum in our district. We just went right on along with this is what's going to happen. Um, I mean, forging ahead is huge yeah. because since we are uncertain, but you can't be at a standstill. Yeah. You know, I read something on Twitter not too long ago about leaders and it said that you can't be afraid to make a decision. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing. Um, you know, everybody's not going to make the right decision according to maybe what someone else feels is right, mm-hmm. but you have to make a decision because the indecisiveness is what divides, in mm-hmm. my opinion, mm-hmm. or what builds chaos or what builds uncertainty and yeah. you know anxiety. So I think not being afraid to make decisions, you know, that you think are in the best interest of the kids and the families in your heart's in the right place. I don't think you can go wrong with that. Okay. That's good. You know, and I've always heard this quote that said, uh, more is lost by indecision than by a wrong decision. So, mm-hmm. so you got, you, you got to act sometimes. So you're, you're big on social emotional support. You've, you've hit on that for the past, you know, 10, 15 minutes and, and that's great. So what, what else could you provide, you know, for educators, for parents who are listening or for even students who are listening to this podcast, what other tips could you provide for them? I think right now I would say um, I would encourage kids and adults to journal. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge thing that gets your mind active um, and it's very, very reflective. I just feel like, you know, for whatever reason this happened at this particular time to all of us worldwide. So slow down and reflect so that, when we come out of this, you know, um, you'll be prepared to do something that may be able to impact someone else or make a decision that will be a new precedent. Should we ever get in a situation like this again? That's good. You know what? It's, it's, it's a trip because I wrote some things down because one of the things, the way, you know, this whole podcast came about, you know, I, I put a post on my Instagram, you know, what should I, 
what should I uh, do a podcast about? And you talked about social and emotional support. So as I was you know, doing some research, I wrote down two things that stood out to me. The first one was checking with your students. All right. Obviously, you hit on that, right? Checking with your students. You know, technology has afforded us the ability to check in with students through various, you know, apps and, and various means. So you already said that. And then the next one is what you just said as well. It's important for students to be able to reflect, right, to write down their feelings, to express themselves, whether it's through a song, through poems, whatever, even art, right? Just ex be able to express themselves. And one of the reasons I think, and I'm just piggybacking off of what you said, but it's so crazy how this just came came together. I think reflection time is important for our students because one of the core competencies of social and emotional learning is the ability to recognize your emotions, your values, your strength, and your limitations. So it's okay for them to, to identify their, their emotions and say, Hey, you know what? I'm not feeling good right now. Right. I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, I'm feeling lonely or I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling scared. It's okay for them to express that. But then when they express that it's important for them to have somebody and know that, Hey, I can share this with my principal. I can share this with my counselor. I can share this with my teacher. If I don't have a parent in my house who's involved or who's there for me emotionally, I need to know that there's an adult that's there. So uh, I'm with you. You know, it's important for them to to be able to, you know, just express themselves and reflect. But then it's also important for them to have somebody that they can talk to. And I think, you know, what, what you're doing, you know, and what your teachers are doing and what a lot of teachers, right? Obviously, we're, we're both on Twitter and we both, you know, follow a lot of educators. We see that that they're doing their part to make sure that they're available to the students. And that thing, that's one of the best things that they can do. But it's also important, you know, for, for them to tell their students, hey, it's OK for you to express yourself. Tell me how you're feeling, you know, write it down, you know, put it in a Google Doc or something. Right. Just let us know, because once we know what you're going through, then we can be like, OK, then we can help you. You know, we can be more specific on what information to, to provide them. So that's great that you said that. Yeah. So, um, well, let's just, um, let's see what else I had for you. Yeah. So let's just talk about this. Obviously, you know, you're doing great things out there. You know, I'm sure, uh, the schools out here in Garland, uh, miss you, but what is one experience that you have been a part of as an educator that you're most proud of? Let's, let's end this on a, on a, on a good note. All right. So we've been okay. talking about trying times and we know that's out there, but we're right. going to make it right. But let's end this on, on a good note. Man, there's been so many. Unfortunately, I've, I mean, I've had a very blessed career and very supportive um, teachers, colleagues, administrators to work with. But I, I just think of something recently that I was able to accomplish with the help of my building principal and the school district I'm in right now. Um, we created restorative justice centers, like a classroom um for the kids and it's the coolest thing i wish i had um pictures to show you right now i'll send you some pictures but um my building principal said he set aside some money for me when i got there and he was like we have been talking about this you know but i don't know what you think about it and i was like oh that's crazy because i love doing stuff like that so he gave me some money um and i stretched it man i stretched it to the limit um, I bought like rocking chairs and yoga mats and, um, all kinds of different manipulatives to deescalate students. You know, it's crazy. There's one thing that I put in that room, um, bubbles. Have you ever thought about kids blowing, kids blowing bubbles? <laughs> no. That totally will take a kid from a hundred to one in a matter of minutes. I had a student that was like, just on 10 as the kids say yeah. um, upset about something that happened with another student 
And I brought her in the room and I was like, hey, the lighting is in it really nice in there. The color on the wall is really calming. Yeah. There's like a sandbox, just all these different kinds of things that sound <laughs> crazy, but they yeah. work with kids. Okay. So I gave her some bubbles. I said, hey, go sit over in the rocking chair for a minute and blow some of these bubbles for me. And she looked at me like, well, bubbles, I'm not five. Yeah, yeah. These are high school kids. Yeah. High right? school kids. Yeah. yeah. So she was like, okay. So she listened to me. She went over there and started blowing bubbles. Yeah. You know, I gave her some water because I had uh, read some books uh, by Ruby Payne and she had yeah. talked about giving kids about eight, 10 ounces of water, like help bring them down. There you go. And next thing you know, she was like totally calmed down. We sat down, was able to discuss the situation. I was able to bring the other student in and have like a mediation yeah. and like all was great with the world. But it just took something as simple as, hey, chill out and blow some bubbles for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Simple you know? and unexpected as well, you know, because yeah. most of the time yeah. they, they don't expect that. And when you do something that's unexpected, even now, guarantee you go to a birthday party, you see some bubbles. You're like, oh, yo, let me let me do some bubbles, you know, even now right. as, as an adult, you know, because it's it's not what you're accustomed to doing. And whenever you you shift right to from doing what you're accustomed to doing, it always seems to kind of just, oh, OK, you know, I'm yeah, I'm blowing bubbles now. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's one of the things I'm really proud of um, that I've been able to do this year was create that room and to the feedback that the kids have given that I've been able to take to our school board and share with them um, has been great, you know, as far as it being a resource for the kids. Um, And I just, you know, my next plan moving forward is to really try to build some some, uh, significant PD for teachers to teach them how we could use the resource in this room or what they could bring in their classroom, you know, that would be real simple and easy and um, that they could help de-escalate kids with. So for sure. That's good. I'm excited about that. That's good. Well, that's going to lead into this next question that I had, you know, prepared for you. So what, what, what other piece of advice could you give, you know, teachers out there, you know, as they're obviously, you know, things are kind of in a standstill in terms of being in an actual school building, but we're still having school, you know, mm-hmm. we're just doing it, you know, through technology, but what are some things that, you know, you can, some tips that you can provide to educators that they can provide, you know, for them to be able to provide that social emotional support to their students? Um, I would say that they should, uh, or they could, um, create, you know, little, uh, forums for the kids to um, express themselves like with open-ended uh, questions or thoughts um, of course you know monitored so that they can see what the kids are saying but um, I, I just think the best way is just you know as I mentioned earlier is just you know staying connected with them and communicating with them giving them some some um, questions to kind of ponder over uh, you know for each day um, you know, one thing I used to do when I was in the classroom that I always thought um, was really, really fun with the kids, I would start off my class with what I would call morning musical medley. Okay. And I'd put a, it would be a, you know, at the beginning of the year, they all got to select um, songs that they like. And I would use instrumental, of course, but I would just pull from that list of uh, songs and they would write the first thing that came to their mind. I would just say, okay, for the next five minutes, Whatever comes to your mind when you hear this song, write about it, whether it's a story, whether it's a joke, whether it's, um, you know, whatever it is, just come to your mind, just write about it. And I would sit down and write with them. Okay. So I just think um, if teachers are creative in that way, they'll get more kids to buy into staying with them and then learning with them. 
you know? Yeah. It's just like when you're in a classroom yourself, like nobody wants to do anything that's boring or, you know, that's not engaging. So exactly. figure out ways to connect with them digitally, you know, and, and you can do that. Okay. Very good. Now for a piece of advice that you'd provide to students who may be listening to this podcast episode. I would tell the kiddos to hang in there, just hang in there. And, you know, so many things, so many laws are getting ready to go into place now because it's such an unprecedented time that will affect them. And so there are a lot of kids out there that are saying, oh, well, this work is not being graded or I don't have to do this because they're, they're going to pass me anyway because yeah. they don't, you know, type deal. I, I, you know, I messaged several kids today about this. I said, just stay with us and keep up the yeah. best you can because the laws are changing. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, no one wants to negatively impact your future by yeah. saying you don't graduate or you don't get promoted to next grade level. But there may be something that, that comes out that says if, if, if you can verify that students have done X, Y, and Z yeah. through learning or online learning, whatever, then, you know, we can promote them or we, you know, so you just don't know. So just stay connected, guys. Stay with your teachers. Stay, you know, listen to your parents and, and just try to develop a routine every single day that you can live with. And if you're feeling anxious, scared, afraid, whatever it is, reach out to somebody, Definitely. reach out to somebody, go on the website, email a teacher, email. Everybody has a trusted adult in their life. Hopefully, yeah. you know, um, if we're doing our job right, that you can reach out to. That's true. I like that. I like that. Cause yeah, definitely. You know, my, my Isabella, she's got like four, four times recess throughout the day. I'm like, what's going on? What are you doing? I call and she's like, oh, my recess again. But yeah, I hear, you, you know, it's, it's especially important for them to, to just, you know, continue because, you know, and this, man, this could be another podcast for another topic for another podcast episode. But one of the things that I hope doesn't happen, but, you know, research shows that this is the time where that, that educational gap, it's going to get wider because mm -hmm. think about the students who don't have the resources don't have the parents who are really staying on top of them. So it's important for us, man, for us educators, administrators, teachers, counselors to, to be there and to make sure that, okay, yeah, you know, there are things going on, but we also don't want that academic gap to get bigger. So yeah, students stay, stay with it. You know, if you need some help, you know, there's so much out there, so many resources out there where, you know, you can continue to, to, you know, get the instruction that you need. It's going to, you know, be a benefit to you and not, you know, put you behind. So definitely good and advice. Teachers, um, <clears throat> from what I've seen, you know, by all my social media, uh, is that they're willing to help. Like they want to, they want to stay busy and active too. Yeah. So, you know, go ahead, you know, challenge them. I, I'm a former English teacher, you know, I did elementary middle school. So if you need some help, <laughs> you know, reach out. All right. Well, there you go. That's now we're leading into the next thing. So where can people, you know, re, you know, find you reach, reach out to you. Okay, so I'm going to give you, I have a Google Voice number okay. that kids can text me. Um, it is 708-808-0513. So I check that all the time. Kids can text, um, you know, call if they need help or anything they want to discuss um, through that, um, as well as uh, my work email Uh L Gladu G L A D U at TFD two fifteen.org. Uh checking that constantly. Everybody that works with me has ever worked with me knows that I'm a very um 
person that goes pew, 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 pew yeah. all the time. Sure. Like I'm constantly moving. Like, so I'm dying too, yeah. sitting in the house. So, <laughs> um, you know, if, if you want to, uh, I have a lot of good little workouts that we can do. I'm trying to stay active too. Uh, I'm down for a TikTok duo with anybody. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever I can do to take your mind off of what's going on or just give you a smile or just anything, you know what I mean? It, it, it helps my heart. It helps me sleep every night, feel better. And I know there's a lot of educators out there and people in general that just, everybody just wants to help and doesn't necessarily know how. Yeah, for sure. So, you know. All right. Well, what's your TikTok information? Uh, let me look up my TikTok information. Right, Hang on, because I just got on TikTok. <laughs> and what's funny is that I got on it probably a week before this all happened. And um, all the kids, I didn't know that I didn't have it private. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So the kids at school were like, oh, Miss Gladue, I love your TikTok. And I'm thinking, how are you seeing that? Yeah. Okay. So I guess. Actually, I can edit it so it has my name on it. So let me do that real quick. Okay. Okay. So my TikTok information is at Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N-G-94. Okay. And I have some very fun videos on there. Me and some administrators doing uh, social distancing TikToking. Because um, you know you can record your section and then put it together wherever you are. Okay, really? Wow. All right. We don't have to be together to do the video. So uh, I think I learned that from watching Ron Clark. I was trying to figure out how he got those kids together to do the video, but you can actually record your part, you know, text the person, then they can put it together and um, it can be one video but different locations. Crazy, crazy. All yeah. right, so give, give us a Google Voice number again, 708. Okay. Google Voice number is 708-808-808-0513. Uh -huh. okay. All right. There you go. So we got Google Voice 708-808-0513. And we have El Gladue at TFD15.org. 215. I'm sorry. Okay. So mm -hmm. let me say that again. El Gladue, G-L-A-D-U at TFD215.org. Correct. And your TikTok is at Lauren G94. That's it. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate you um, wanting to just share a little bit about what you're doing, the great things that you're doing out there in the great state of Illinois. And so appreciate you. Wish you all the best. And thank you again for your information. All right. Sounds all right. good. Thanks Take so care. much for having me. I enjoyed it. No problem. Take care. That about wraps up another episode of Mission Driven with AC Cristalis. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Lauren Gladue. She provided a lot of great information that she's doing out in the school that she's working in in the Chicago area. And as a reminder, if you need some help, if you want to reach out to her, you can call her on her Google Voice number. That's 708-808-0513. Or you can email her at elgladue at tfd215.org. Let me repeat that again. That's elgladue at tfd, as in David, 215.org. And if you want to battle her, you know, on TikTok, because... You know, she says she's down to battle, do some TikTok battles. Uh, you can reach her out on TikTok at Lauren G94. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys. I know I've been out for a minute and um, I'm going to explain that a little bit on my next episode. So my plan, my plan, actually not my plan. It's going to happen. I'll have a solo podcast for you guys Monday morning. All right. So, again, Thank you for your support. If you've enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any other 
episodes that you've listened to, please, please share it to um, your people on your social media platforms. You know, this is a great time where while most of the world right now is, you know, uh, just having to stay at home, you know, for social distancing and whatnot. This is a great time to, you know, listen to some things, listen to some podcasts. If it's not mine, listen to somebody else who will just, you know, um, encourage you, right? Encourage you and, and bring you a sense of peace because during these times, that's what we need. We need that reminder. We need just like we, we go to the gym and we work out and whatnot to to feel good physically. We also need to work out our mind as well. So again, let's spread this message, you know, just uh, share this podcast with people. Um, you know, if, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review it as well. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to press that follow button. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I wish you guys a great, great, great weekend. And I'll be back on Monday. Until then, always remember, always remember that the mission is now. So remain mission driven. Until next time, faith, hope, love.